right. Happy New Year. I think I said that on the previous episode, but hey, Happy New Year. Yeah, there's that Larry David bit from one of the episodes of Curb where the lady says Happy New Year to him at the gym, but it's like mid-January. And I remember when he was on Kimmel, you know, kind of doing the same bit. And it was early in January. Kimmel had him on, new season of Curb. I think in 20, I think it was the 2020 season a couple of years ago. Three, now that's, that's three years ago already. What the fuck? Uh, and he said, you can't, you know, a couple days, that's all. After that, no more Happy New Year. My uh, my thing on saying Happy New Year, I think you get a week. I would I would give it a week, you know. Obviously, whatever the first day back at work and back at school because you haven't seen people in a, in a week or two. So, okay, that's fine. Today is the first business day of 2023. So, yeah, everybody's Happy New Year, Happy New Year. Okay. And then there's people you might not see today. You see them throughout the, you know, maybe tomorrow, Thursday, Friday, over the weekend. That's fine. Uh, Sunday is the absolute, to me, Sunday the 8th, January 8th. I think you get one week. Once you get to the 9th, no more. No more Happy New Year. I- I'm good with the first week of January. It's, it's fine. You know, you spend like two months saying Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays and all that and yeah, you can you could do you could do Happy New Year for another week. I mean, you think about it. Nobody's saying is anybody saying Merry Christmas right now? No, no, of course not, of course not. Uh, you say pretty much you say Merry Christmas until Christmas, and then yeah, throughout that week between Christmas and New Year's, if you see family that you didn't see at Christmas, maybe a couple days after Christmas, you have like certain family get-togethers with one side of the family and then you see people from the other side of the family and you see you know this one and that one comes into town yeah you can say merry christmas during that week and once you get to new year's eve it's like why are we you know no we're done so you get a we're good january 8th anyway happy new year (laughs) uh I, i i did a little podcast in the car yesterday which should be posted by now. You should have heard it. Uh, and I went, uh, yeah, I didn't, <laughs> I never recorded my picks for week 17 in the NFL. Uh, went 11 and four. And then of course, last night was the Monday night game, Cincinnati, uh, hosting the Buffalo bills. That was like the big, really probably the most highly anticipated game of the weekend. I would say, and it's, you know, it's fun. Okay, last Monday night football game of the season. I think it's only like this. I think well, it wasn't last year the first time they had Monday night. That was the first year of the new schedule where they added a week. Because normally Monday night football is the last Monday in December. Right around, either right before Christmas or right after, you know, whatever. whenever, However that all, the schedule all kind of plays out. Uh, but now that they've added a week, I guess, you know, pretty much Monday Night Football f- going forward will be uh, the season finale will be early January in all likelihood. Uh, so it's OK. It's a, the second ever Monday Night Football to take place in January, at least that it, as far as I know, anyway. Uh, and it's, it's one of those things like, right, OK, it's the it's the holiday. It's the New Year's holiday, January 2nd, the observed holiday. They had the. You know, college for the the Rose Bowl and the parade and all the New Year's Day stuff. The Twilight Zone marathon was still going on. <laughs> Forty eight hours later, it started on New Year's Eve, and then it was kept going until who knows? Maybe it's still going on. I don't even know. And uh, 
and it's kind of you know as the day goes on it's like oh man it's the end it's the end of the holiday break school starts tomorrow work is back in full force tomorrow uh even though i worked during the holiday week it was still you know it was it it was a you know 40 hours but it was like whatever the hell i felt like doing for my for my 40 hours so i would get up in the morning i'd sleep in i'd get up and play video games for a couple hours and then maybe around 10 11 o'clock maybe even lunchtime i'd fire up the computer i'd do a little bit there and then i maybe go off and do something else watch a little tv with the with the wife or what have you go out and run some errands, go to the store. And then I'd come back and then in the evening I'd do uh, you know, the rest of the day's work. But it was okay cuz there was there was nobody else, no meetings, no nothing, just the work that I needed to do and to be able to do it whenever the hell I felt like doing it. So it was it was nice. It still felt very vacation even though I was working and I was not as stressed out as I normally am probably because I wasn't sitting there last night saying, "Oh God, what's my what's my inbox gonna look like? What are my emails? Whoa, what do I have? What what's on the calendar? Oh my God, this is gonna be so much to come back to." No, because I was reading the emails every day as I went through, and there weren't many of them because everybody was off. <laughs> but you know, you get to last night, and it's like, ah, oh, geez, it's time to go back to back to reality, back to the real world. But you know what? I've got Monday Night Raw, and I've got this big. Monday night football game that I'm very excited to watch and that'll that'll be something fun to do uh, to finish out the evening and finish out the vacation and fall asleep watching football. Uh and then of course I was I was doing some work actually sending out some emails last night and I had Monday night football on in the background. And I you know I saw a little bit of it. There were there was some football played last night. And then of course I then I look over and I see that they're in the studio with uh, Booger McFarlane and the other two, and I'm completely blanking on their names, and they're very, they're very popular names. Uh, but they're in the studio, and I thought, that's odd. Is it already ha- – it can't already be halftime. It's only, whatever, 9 o'clock. Uh, the game started an hour ago. They can't be at halftime already. What did they do? And then they were they were talking for a long time, and I had the sound down. I said, "Uh oh, this looks they they look sad. <laughs> this looks like something I I must have missed something." And so I turn up the volume, and Booger McFarlane on ESPN is talking to me. He's very he's very somber, and he's talking, and his voice is shaky, and everybody else's voices are shaky, and uh, and it's like, oh, what the fuck happened? I'm like, okay, well obviously somebody was injured but the way that they're talking this is more than you know injuries happen they happen all the time in sports particularly in football and it's a pretty regular thing to see you know somebody get carted off the field but usually that's that's usually what it is it's like oh man that sucks they're going to be out for a few weeks or they're going to be out for the rest of the season oh they're going to miss the playoffs that stinks uh you know they broke their foot or they, you know, something twisted this, or they tore that, and, and you know, any number of things. And occasionally, it's it's a little scarier than that, you know, like with Tua earlier earlier this year, uh, when he should have not been playing and he should have been, you know, off the field, and you see him, you know, kind of wobbling and limping and sort of stumbling over because he had a fucking concussion. He had no business being out there. That's scary, but at least the guy can, you know 
maybe with a little help, he can walk off the field, he gets scanned, he sits out, okay. Even though it's still scary just to think like, well, yeah, but whenever he does come back and play football, and of course he, you know, he's he's back playing football, but it's like, it's very scary, but it's also like, okay, well, the guy's upright and he's breathing. Or, you know, and then sometimes it's really scary. You see somebody lying on the field and they're not moving their legs. They're not moving their hands. Uh, you know, is this a possible paralysis situation? I mean, there was a guy in the Buffalo Bills not that long ago, a few years ago, who got laid out on the field, uh, was paralyzed. And I think a year or two later, it was a, it was a very good story. Uh, you know, obviously his football playing days were over, but he was able to eventually stand up out of a wheelchair and walk again. But it's still, you know, that's a scary thing. And usually that's the scariest is like, oh, bad concussion, shouldn't be playing. Or, oh, man, his, his, hand, his, his limbs are not moving. But they zoom in and you can usually see the guy's blinking and maybe he's responding to the doctor. Uh, maybe, you know, he's, 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 uh, he's lucid, he's uh, conscious, he's with it. Uh, and then they put him on the, the little flatbed cart and as they're wheeling him off the field, maybe you see like a little thumbs up or point a finger up and everybody applauds like, okay, all right. He's, he's probably in a lot of pain, probably going to need surgery, probably this, that, and the other thing, but he's alive and okay, that's good. You get back to playing the game. Uh, last night was not any of that. Last night was, uh, <laughs> yeah, you turn on and there's, there's, there's Booger and company. It still makes me laugh that his, just the fact that his name is Booger. I know it's uh, like a nickname, but just everybody, that's what everybody refers to him. So you hear like, you know, Joe Buck and Troy Aikman, like, okay, thanks. Thanks, Booger. I appreciate it, Booger. Let's, let's take you back over to Booger. <laughs> He's a great dude. I love Booger McFarlane. He does the, you know, the thing with Chris Berman, the, 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 the NFL, you know, the week, the prime time, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. And all the classic ESPN highlight songs that you hear every week when I pick games here on the podcast. Um, but yeah, listening to them talk, it immediately, uh, like it, it gave me chills, not even knowing what had happened, just hearing the tone of everybody's voice in that studio and the fact that we were listening to people in a studio, which like, that's not done. That's not something, unless it's like halftime or... Or maybe it's a quick cut in to show, you know, on the Sunday games when there's a bunch of games being played, you're watching Fox and, uh, hey, let's take you to back to the studio for a quick game break. And it'll be, uh, you know, the guy, Kurt Menefee, you know, the guys in the studio like, I'll take you out to Chicago. Take a look at this touchdown. Wow, what a touchdown. All right, back to you. Back to you and uh, whatever. Back to you in Tampa at the game. Whatever. I couldn't even think of a city. Uh, but this was not that either because nobody was – there was no, like, upbeat energy. There was no smiling. There was no, uh, you know, the usual kind of intensity and, and fun that's kind of being had when they're talking about football. It was an incredible amount of sadness, and the tone of everybody's voices immediately took me back to May twenty third, 1999. Immediately. Because you don't hear that too often – uh, and the last time I remember hearing somebody that sad and that shaken up during a live event 
was Jim Ross and Jerry the King Lawler at Over the Edge 1999, which is when Owen Hart fell uh, in a fucking idiotic stunt that should never have happened. Uh, and he fell and died in the middle of the ring. I know he died like a few minutes later or on the way to the hospital, but still. Uh, that was – and then to have to hear – you knew immediately – and that's the crazy thing, though, is they kept having matches. And the next match came out, and there's, uh, like, a big a big pool of uh, Owen Hart's dried-up blood in the ring, like, for the rest of the pay-per-view. And so you've got colleagues and friends of Owen Hart uh, who we don't know that he's dead at this point, but probably. And they have to go out there and have a wrestling match and entertain the fans and pretend like every I mean it's just crazy uh that they that they kept doing that but then after a few matches it cut back over to Jim Ross and Jerry Lawler and uh you knew immediately from their voices that it was the worst news was coming and I was fucking <laughs> I was fucking joking about it cuz we we uh we were going over to a friend's house to watch the pay-per-view but before we did uh, we were hanging out at, at my house, and I was looking at uh, some of the results of the pay-per-view as it was happening. And, uh, yeah, I was reading, whoa, hey, it says that it says that Owen Hart fell from the rafters. And I made a joke because I didn't think it was like, oh, he probably, you know, he was probably, what, 10 feet, 5 feet from the ring, and he fell and, you know, maybe maybe busted his lip, maybe he broke his nose or something. Uh, and I made a joke. I'm like, oh, my God. Uh, he's probably dead. Something like that. And then, of course, because that's what I do. I make some joke about somebody dying, and then they actually die. And then I feel like a big piece of shit, uh, which I certainly did <laughs> that night uh, because I did not in any way, shape, or form, having not seen the pay-per-view yet, uh, I did not think that Owen Hart would have died. Uh, and then we and then we went over to the friend's house and watched the pay-per-view and you could see the blood in the ring and like, oh my God. And then we were there live for when Jim Ross made the announcement that Owen Hart had died. And like just your heart stops and the air, you know, it was like, yeah, it literally takes the, takes the breath out of you, takes the wind out of you. An announcement like that you've never heard on a live wrestling pay-per-view. Maybe the closest thing before that was Monday Night Football. Howard Cosell, of course, the famous call from Howard Cosell announcing John Lennon's death. This is just a football game. John Lennon shot in the back of the head. Dead on arrival. Like that, you know, I was I was a baby when that happened, but the call is so famous that you just, yeah, and it, it still gives me chills. And it had nothing to do with the football game. It was just one of the most popular, beloved, famous, talented people on the planet uh, was murdered in cold blood in front of his, his home and died. And that's incredibly sad. But it wasn't anything that happened on the field. The, the, the Owen Hart thing was like, holy shit. Not just a wrestler, a human being, and one of the most popular wrestlers, one of my personal favorite wrestlers, and an all-around guy who's liked universally by everybody, just died in the ring because they wanted him to come down in a goofy, that stupid blue blazer costume and the thing and be lowered into the ring like he had been done. He'd been doing that for like the last six, seven months. 
And then they had this emergency release cord and it wasn't, it's just so fucking, it's, it's frustrating and sad. Like that didn't have to fucking happen. Um, but it did. And it's, it's really, it's still the saddest moment to me. It's the saddest moment in all of pro wrestling. Whenever somebody on Twitter said, what's the, what's the celebrity death that hit you the hardest? It's like, it's own heart. And the others are sad. You know, Robin Williams is high on that list. There's a lot of sad ones. Uh, Owen Hart, that's that's the one that really, you know, because he, he had bigger plans than wrestling. That dude was like, all right, I'm going to get out of this wrestling thing. I've made a lot of money. We've got the dream house uh, lined up. I'm in my 30s. I can retire before I, you know, stay in this business too long and, uh, I'll just get out and be a family man and, and enjoy my life. And then, of course, that doesn't get to happen. Um, anyway, this thing last night, uh, yeah, it felt exactly the same. Uh, just as far as, uh, and this is DeMar Hamlin, of course, the safety for, <coughs> excuse me, the safety for the Bengals, uh, or for the uh, for the bills, um, yeah, it was. Uh, and, and then, of course, you go to Twitter. As I'm listening to Booger McFarlane and the gang talking, and like, what the fuck happened? Because this isn't this isn't done. Like I said, if a guy gets injured in the football field, which happens all the time, they tend to him. They stop the game for a bit. They go to a commercial. They do whatever they can do, and then. When the guy's being carted off the field, given a thumbs up, then the camera, that's when we get to see it. Ah, sigh of relief. He's going to be okay, folks. And then it's back to football. And then later in the broadcast, yeah, he's going to miss six to eight weeks. He's out for the season. He's blah, blah, blah. And it sucks, but it's like, eh, all right. Got a broken leg. He'll live. It's part of the game. <laughs> um, concussion, much worse, but still, like, you know, as long as they're they they have better protocols these days um but still it's still it's a game where people big 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 dudes big dudes uh with big helmets run towards other dudes with big helmets and then they just collide with each other and so yeah shit's going to happen it's a violent sport it's an incredibly dangerous and incredibly violent sport. And, uh, yeah, so this guy, I don't, I don't think I need to recap by now. I think everybody has seen it. Uh, you know, makes a play. It's a tackle. He gets hit pretty hard, frankly. Everybody's like, ah, oh, it's just a routine. I'm like, yeah, it is, but that was really hard. <laughs> Football's a hard-hitting sport. That was a hard hit. And But then he, you know, he hops back up. This Hamlin fellow, uh, you know, the play happens, whistle blows, and he gets back up to his feet. I believe he walks maybe a step or two and then immediately just falls backwards and just lands on his back. And I think you see his arms or his hands move a little bit, and then he's just he's out. And uh, obviously they didn't show – uh, what happened next, which is, you know, ambulance comes out into the field. It's like, okay, that never happens. 
Usually the guy with the little cart comes out in the field. They load the injured player onto the cart. He gives a thumbs up. <laughs> Everybody cheers, and he's driven away, and then they you know, take him to the hospital, work on him, whatever he needs to do. Uh, this was an ambulance driven out to the guy, which is when you know, like, oh, my God, that's really bad. It's not it's, – it's worse than – you know, any kind of leg injury or whatever, uh, worse, this is, and you knew too, it's like the saying a concussion <laughs> They're And when you hear that they're giving, they're administering CPR, it's like, okay, maybe there's a concussion in there, but this is not just a concussion. Mm. So yeah. So they just keep cutting back to the studio. And then they cut back to Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. And nobody has anything to say because there's no, there are no updates. You know, Aikman and Buck can tell you what they saw with their eyes, which was, you know, all the players, and I'm glad they did this, they all kind of made a human wall uh, around, excuse me, around uh, DeMar Hamlin. So that, you know, so the cameras, and, and, and obviously, People, people aren't going to focus. They're not going to put the camera on that and just have a video, a live feed of somebody potentially dying before our eyes. Uh, you know, so they they cut away from that. They showed lots of scenes of you know the players crying and hugging and uh, on both teams, coaches. Uh, the NFL, of course, being the NFL, said, okay, all the teams, the teams are going to go to their respective uh, locker room, locker rooms. Uh, regroup, take a five, literally a five-minute break, and then come back out and resume play. That was the initial call <laughs> from the NFL. And from the looks of things, it looks like the coaches of, of both teams got together and said, fuck that. We're not playing a game. We're done. This game ain't happening. This guy, this guy might die. They just spent 20 minutes uh, trying to revive him on the field. And they did, you know, he got his uh, heartbeat restored, uh, and it turns out he suffered uh, cardiac arrest. So major, major heart issue. Uh, and it's interesting, too, he got a little bit of criticism for this. Um, I thought that was a little unfair, but Jerry Lawler, 10 years ago, wrestled a match on Monday Night Raw and then later on went back to the broadcast booth and he's talking everything's normal and then all of a sudden you can hear you can hear you can hear Lawler breathing heavily into the mic and you hear Michael Cole say king are you all right and uh and then Jerry Lawler just he passes out at the broadcast booth and during the match they've got you know medical people coming out Working on Lawler, that was a really sad one too because you got Mike, Michael Cole at the time was playing uh, the obnoxious heel announcer. He was a total asshole. Uh, it was basically just Vince McMahon <laughs> talking through his meat puppet, Michael Cole. Um, and uh, and all of a sudden, obviously, the real Michael Cole came out and was you know after spending the last couple of years, you know making fun of Jerry Lawler and the two of them going back and forth insulting each other and then they had the they even had a match at Jerry Lawler versus Michael Cole at WrestleMania <laughs> um which was silly but it was fun and Stone Cold was part of that and whatever 
but all of a sudden that character is gone, obviously, because this is a very real situation. And now Michael Cole is, you know, fighting back tears and just saying, you know, come on, King, get, you know, kick out and get back here soon and all that. I mean, during the broadcast, you're just getting all these updates like, oh, my God, is Jerry Lawler going to die? Is Jerry Lawler the next guy who just died, not in the middle of the ring, but after having a match? And now he's just going to die on the arena floor next to the announce table. And luckily he didn't. And 10 years later, Jerry Lawler is alive and well. Um, But he tweeted that it was very uh, – you know, just his – he said he made it clear, like, hey, I'm not a doctor. This is not a statement of fact. But as somebody who had a heart attack on national television and almost died, the – the same things that I'm seeing playing out in this football situation uh, with this DeMar Hamlin uh, looks very, very similar to what happened to me 10 years ago when I had a heart attack on Monday Night Raw. And the people are like, oh, how dare you make it about yourself? It's like, he's not. Man. Oh, could Twitter just calm the fuck down? Everybody just relax. He's Jerry Lawler is simply saying it looks a lot like what happened to him. Yes, perhaps there's yeah, I get it. Speculation isn't helpful, you know, especially if the guy's family is watching and, or reading the tweets or anything like that. Um, but it's still, you know, Jerry Lawler had, you know, he, he, he could speak to this because something similar happened to him. He had a heart attack on television. And we had to, we heard it and witnessed it. And it was a really emotional uh, event. And so was last night. And that's all Jerry Lawler was saying. And then it turns out, yeah, Hamlin, he did, he did have a, he have a heart, had a heart attack. His heartbeat, rest- Buffalo safety, DeMar Hamlin had his heartbeat restored on the field uh, after suffering. This is Elena Getzenberg, ESPN. After suffering cardiac arrest during the team's game Monday night against the Bengals, and he is currently in critical condition at a Cincinnati hospital, the Bills said in a statement early Tuesday morning. The chilling scene midway through the opening quarter led the league to postpone the game about 90 minutes after kickoff. CPR was administered to Hamlin, 24, on the field for multiple minutes after he collapsed following his tackle of Bengals wide receiver T. Higgins. Hamilton received oxygen. According to the ESPN broadcast, and was placed in the ambulance, taken off the field some 16 minutes after he collapsed. He then was driven to nearby University of Cincinnati Medical Center. <clears throat> According to the bills, he's currently sedated and listed in critical condition. The University of Cincinnati Medical Center did not anticipate making any statement early Tuesday morning. Uh, yeah, so that's that's what's up. And, you know, most most people are doing the right thing and they're just talking about the human being, DeMar Hamlin. Not, you know, yeah, obviously that was a big game last night. <laughs> Not having the game take place. Uh, yeah, they got to, you know, I guess they, they have to have that game, uh, you know, because these are like, you know, figuring out where teams are going to go in the playoffs. But the thing that I was happy about is nobody was talking about that at all because who gives a shit about that? You know, oh, they're, when are they going to play it? Uh, they still got a week of football games next week, and Buffalo's supposed to play New England. And who, 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 who gives a shit? 
Who fucking cares? Skip Bayless, uh, which is not surprising. Notorious sack of shit. Uh, perpetual pot stir who has contributed nothing and will be forgotten when he's done. Uh, of course. And his tweet, you know, he's trying to backtrack and I get it. You could read the tweet and say, well, he, he does care. Kinda. Let me see. Let me get this Skip Bayless tweet. He's just such a piece of shit. I have never understood the appeal of Skip Bayless anywhere. I didn't watch him. Uh, when he would come on ESPN, what was the, I, I don't even remember the name of it. Well, you know, whatever the, whatever the thing was on, on ESPN that he was on, uh, was he on first take? Is it, go- anyway, uh, Skip Bayless, as soon as I would see his face and hear his voice, I'd flip, I like, okay, well, this is unwatchable. And then they put him on with Shannon Sharp on Fox Sports before Cowherd's show, and that's about the most that I ever see of Skip Bayless. Is if it's if it's eleven fifty nine, and I'm like, ah, I'll just I'll flip it over to FS1 and watch the herd, and then I'll catch the final thirty seconds. And no matter what he's talking about, just seeing his stupid face and hearing his stupid voice makes me say, ah, I'm glad I don't ever watch this guy or listen to this guy, and I don't understand. I will never understand how anybody can even say, like, there's a lot of guys who are, you know, they're controversial, and they have uh, strong opinions, and of course, that's what makes, you know, a good radio host, TV host, is, you know, you have to have a strong opinion. As Jim Rome says, have a take and don't suck. (laughs) And, uh, you know, you're going to agree, you're going to disagree, but at least you're you're captivated. I don't understand what anybody finds even remotely captivating about Skip Bayless. He's just an angry piece of shit who says stuff just to be a piece of shit. Um, I was hoping Shannon Sharp would have knocked him out a few weeks ago. Um, and he's just, he's garbage. He really is. It's just like one of those depressing things where it's just like, ugh. Um, let's see. Do, 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 do. Oh, did he delete? Oh, okay. You know, you look at his first couple of tweets, not exactly sure what happened to DeMar Hamlin. Players on both teams are shaken. Ambulance out on the field. CPR administered. Can't remember play being stopped for this length of time. Just said a prayer for him and his family. Oh, that, that's nice, Skip. Uh, and then uh, shortly after that, I've seen so many horrific injuries suffered on football fields, yet never have I seen a reaction like this. In every other situation I witnessed or covered, the game always went on fairly quickly. The attitude was, hey, that's football. For these players, this was different. And he says, no doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of the game, but how? This late in the season, a game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome which suddenly seems so irrelevant. So, okay, he's not being a total prick. He's saying, like, well, the NFL has to figure out something to do with this game uh, because it's a huge game with major playoff implications, but how and when? And then he finishes the sentence with, not that anybody's thinking about that right now. It's irrelevant because, you know, all we care about is this person, uh, you know, being okay. 
So it's not like his biggest dick comment, but it's still a dick comment. And, you know, for all the all the Skip Bayless defenders are like, did you even read? Did you guys read the tweet? Did you even read it? You're reading comprehension. Isn't social media so great? Remember, we didn't have this shit and we didn't like get into arguments with strangers. I don't do that shit anymore because they realize quickly like, wow, I'm these are these are moments of my life I will never get back. And I'm just sitting here arguing with idiots who I don't even know. Like, what am I doing? And and that so that's long gone. And like I said, I check Facebook like maybe once or twice a day for all of about 30 seconds because I can't stand it because there's nothing there's nothing good on Facebook. <laughs> it's just it's just Facebook is just screenshots of Twitter. That's that's all Facebook has become. Instagram is is becoming that too, but um yeah. Instagram is still the best of the bunch. That's pretty much where I, anything I post is mo- most likely going to be on Instagram. If something's, you know, really good, I throw it on Facebook, you know. Just I had, I had a couple posts on Christmas Day. That was enough. Uh Anyway, um, yeah, Skip Bayless, he's just, he's just looking for, he has nothing, uh, insightful ever to say about anything, just obnoxious bullshit, and so that's what he does, and this tweet is still obnoxious, and the reason I say so, I'll read it again, no doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of the game, but how? This late in the season, a game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome, which suddenly seems so irrelevant. So, that last line, if he didn't have that last line there, if it just ended with, uh, you know, this late, a game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome. If it had stopped there, that would be like one of the all-time, like, top, you know, dickhead tweets ever. But he added that line, because clearly, you know, See the playoffs seem irrelevant because who cares? But it's a fucking game, and and that's what everybody during the night nobody was talking about. Like, you know, some football had been played. It was what was the score? It was like seven to three or something like that when the game stopped. Uh, nobody cares. Nobody cares what what happened in the game. They just care about this guy, you know, not dying. Uh this Demar Hamlin. Um, I skip Bayless tweet I think is an asshole tweet because that last line suddenly the playoffs seem so irrelevant okay that's correct but also the first four lines are talking entirely about what's going to happen with the playoffs how are they going to reschedule the game what are they going to do when are they going to do it how are they going to do it uh, oh, and it seems, uh, yeah, and and also, who who cares? Who cares? Because that's not the important thing here. A humans, a human being's life is what's important. You know, it just seemed like, oh, I better throw this in so they don't think I'm a complete piece of shit. And because we've known Skip Bayless on television for how many decades, we know that he's a complete piece of shit. And nobody wanted any to hear anything from Skip Bayless because he spent ninety percent of his tweet. Uh, 80% of his tweet talking about, um, you know, what's going to happen with the playoffs, how are they going to do, and then of course an hour later, nothing is more important than that young man's health, that was the point of my last tweet, I'm sorry if that was misunderstood, but his health is all that matters, again, everything else is irrelevant, I prayed for him, and will continue to do so, 
uh, and nobody's, nobody's having it. <laughs> nobody's having any of it. This, you know, nobody wants to hear Skip Bayless. Nobody ever wants to hear Skip Bayless. Uh, I certainly, I certainly never want to hear anything from Skip Bayless, but, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a fucking idiot. Um, anyway, aside from Skip Bayless, you know, it's easy to criticize Joe Buck. He's not my favorite announcer, that's for sure. Um, but Buck, Aikman, McFarlane, Van Pelt, uh, all the others on ESPN, nobody was talking about the game. Nobody was talking about, oh, what's going to happen with the playoffs? You know, they were saying, uh, yeah, the game I think is likely to be, they were speculating, we'll probably postpone the game or suspend the game, but that's it. There's no, there's no like, oh, well, when do you think they might play this game? Because who gives a shit about when they might play this game? Or if the playoffs have to get pushed back or whatever. Who cares? Um, and so it was, it was very well done, all of top to bottom on ESPN. Uh, last night during the during the Monday Night Football bro- broadcast, it was uh, it was well done, you know, as far as uh, just sort of keeping it, uh, I don't know, professional and focused on the right thing. And there was not even a whisper of, oh, what's going to happen with the playoffs? Unless you go to Skip Bayless's tweet, and that's why Skip Bayless is a piece of shit. I'm not. I'm not as outraged by that tweet as everybody else is because yes, he did throw in the oh, the, but the playoffs really. Uh, what are they going to do with the playoffs? Oh, it seems so irrelevant, doesn't? So irrelevant that I tweeted about it, but still so irrelevant, doesn't it? I'm I'm very worried about what's going to happen with the playoff situation, but it just seems so irrelevant, does it not? That's why I spent four of my five tweet lines talking about the playoffs and when this game would get rescheduled and how they would do it and the logistics of it. Who gives a fuck? Um, anyway, so <laughs> yeah, I said, okay, well I, I'll do, I have my, my picks for next week for the NFL. Uh, I'm not going to do the usual, uh, the music and stuff. Um, it just, <laughs> It seems a little silly, especially considering that I use the Monday night, you know, it's Tuesday. You know what that means. Dun, 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 dun. I, I'm just not in the mood for it. Uh, and really, even picking the games next week just seems really silly. Um, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. Week 18 is... Uh, let me just run through it quickly. Uh, it was 11 and 4. For week seventeen, but I never, I never recorded a podcast picking these games, um, so <laughs> whatever, it doesn't matter. Uh, and week eighteen, I've got Kansas City over Las Vegas, Tennessee over Jacksonville, Cincinnati over Baltimore. If that game happens, I don't know. Tampa Bay over Atlanta, Buffalo over New England, Minnesota over Chicago, Indy over Houston, Miami over New York Jets, Carolina over New Orleans, Pittsburgh over Cleveland. Chargers over the Broncos, uh, Eagles over the Giants, San Francisco over Arizona. I've got Seattle beating L.A. Rams. I've got Washington uh, surprisingly beating Dallas. And I really hope Detroit beats Green Bay, but I have a feeling Green Bay is going to win. Um, That's the game that uh, 
you know, if they have football this weekend or whatever they do, that's that's the one that's you know all eyes all eyes on that game. Uh, so anyway, those are my picks. <laughs> but who, who who cares? Honestly, um, oh boy, oh boy, wow, that's a. There's a Twitter account called Fascinating Footage. Octopus learns he isn't the master of disguise. The octopus is hiding during a blend in with some, I don't know, some coral or some whatever. And then there's this big fish that's completely blended into the ground. He just chomps down on him. Sorry. I do get distracted easily. Did I take my Ritalin? I don't think I did. Did I? Nope. That, that explains a lot. Down the hatch. Oh. All right. Yeah, so 2023 is here. It's uh, you know, not not terribly exciting in these first few days, but when when is a new year ever really all that exciting in the first couple of days? It's not. It's miserable in the first couple of days. It's the first day back at work. There's a ton of work to do. It's going to be a super crazy busy week. I have uh already have uh, yeah, it's just crazy. It's crazy. <sighs> so yeah, those are <laughs> there's my picks for week 18. Uh week 17, like I said 11 and 4, but really who cares? Uh, somebody suggested uh you know, maybe they just have you know, depending on what I, I don't know. Maybe you have the Buffalo and Cincinnati game. Uh maybe that's maybe that's the only game this weekend. And maybe you push back week 18 by a week, push the wild card games back by a week, divisional conference games get pushed back by a week, and then there's no there's no weekend in between. Sucks, but, you know, it seems like maybe that's the only way to do it. Uh, you know, some were saying like, oh, just make it a tie, Cincinnati and Buffalo, make it a tie. Yeah, maybe. But again, I... <laughs> <laughs> who cares i don't even you know i was on sunday i've got all the football games on and i'm just like i get to the same point every year i know i'll be sad when the super bowl's over and there's no more football but i also i don't know i'm not i i, I like this because uh, in my older age i used to get like stuff would really depress me like the end of christmas vacation that first day back at work after vacation was always just like i was just like everybody, it's so miserable. I mean, Mondays are hard enough, but that first Monday or Tuesday or whatever day it is after the Christmas holiday, it's just a, it was only a week. And like I said, I worked all week, so it's not like I've really been away from work that much. But it's just, I don't know. It's just sort of everything's like it's just back back to it, and there wasn't. There's never enough time to rest. There's never enough time to do everything that you plan on doing. It's just, you know. Eh, it's all right. Um, but I have I've found myself in recent years not getting as depressed and as bummed out as I used to when the Christmas holiday would end. I used to get really sad when football season would end. You'd have the college football national championship, and then and then poof, it's over. No more college football until the end of August. Uh, but that's okay because we've got NFL playoffs, and then you'd spend January watching the NFL playoffs, and then you watch the Super Bowl in February, and it's like, okay, 
Well, now I now I get to have my weekends back because there's no college football and there's no NFL football. So I have to sit around. Of course, there's college basketball, but you know, there's there's not there's a handful of games every weekend in college basketball, and and a lot of them are on like a Tuesday or a Wednesday night, anyways. Uh, so yeah. So you watched again, and I used to just be like, oh, man, football's over. This sucks. But I, I got to tell you, I was watching the games on Sunday, and there were some there were some decent games. There was some good good stuff, I guess. And I just you get to the end of it, and it's like, I'm, I'm just exhausted. There's just – I feel – it feels like I'm just in a groundhog day. You watch these games, and, yeah, they're all different, and there's some really exciting ones. No question about that. But it's like I'm I'm gonna forget these games by you know a week from now, less than that. Again, I'm like, what am, you know, am I am I enjoying watching these games? Yes. But I also I also force myself to like have them all on. And the red zone channel and all that stuff, and it's like eh. And then, you know, like all right, I'm I'm excited to, it's always fun to watch playoff football. There's always, you know, there's usually at least one just really killer awesome game uh every weekend if not if not multiple. And uh and that's good cuz you've got the best teams remaining, so the, in theory, there should be these should be the best games of the year. And a lot of times they are. Um but I just I don't I don't know. I just don't get too. I try not to get too excited about things, and I try not to get too because I, you know, having the highest of highs leads to the lowest of lows. And I, I spent Christmas enjoying Christmas. Uh, the day after Christmas, I couldn't believe that it was just like it. It doesn't even seem like Christmas has happened yet, and it's already over. And a lot of times, I'm bummed out when Christmas is over. And this year, I was like, all right. It was good. It was a good Christmas. And uh, <laughs> hopefully in the next week or two, we can take down the Christmas tree and everything else. Um, as pretty as it is, I'm, uh, you know. And I think that stems from the many years where we just left it up too long. Way, way too late into the season. You know, mid-January is fine. It always used to be Martin Luther King weekend. I honestly think this weekend... <laughs> Uh, Saturday or Sunday, we'll be like, yeah, let's just take it all down then. Be done with it. <laughs> and then that's, that's my favorite, that's, that's my favorite time of the year because it's the longest stretch of not having to put up any seasonal holiday crap. Because I'm not, you know, some people decorate for Easter. Uh-uh, not, not around here. That ain't happening in this joint. I'm not putting up fucking disgusting pastels and all that. I'm not putting up Valentine's Day, you know, St. Patty's Day stuff. I'm not putting up Fourth of July, you know. And we always talk about, oh, maybe we should have a seasonal holiday tree. And it could be Halloween stuff. And then it could be Thanksgiving stuff. And then Christmas stuff. And Valentine's stuff. Like, yeah, maybe. (laughs) Or maybe it could just be a Christmas tree. And then we put it away. And we enjoy it just once a once a year, so that way it's it's a magical thing, and then the, you know then you anticipate next year's tree. Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, that's what's going on. Those are my picks for football for this coming weekend. But honestly, who gives a shit? Um, and uh, we'll see what happens. That's it, gang. Until next time.
happy 2023, and we'll talk to you soon, right here, on the Birthday Boy Podcast. Later, Gators.